You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Dude. Sometimes, yes, dude. Sometimes I think... Yes. How did we get so far so fast into the season and we're at episode 10? I know, it's weird, man. Episode and 10. Think, and then I think... We're one third we of the always, way through the season. A little bit less. But then I think, like, why are we always so obsessed with the numbers? <laughs> we're always like, hey, man, it's episode 10. Wow, that's big. Is it really? Is I don't know, it's really kind of like... You know, I think it's because we talked about having a podcast for two years before we had one. So I think we're still in mild disbelief that we actually have one. That's so true. That's that's really true. I remember our wives saying, why are you guys talking about a podcast that doesn't exist? And we're like, oh, yeah. Hmm." You would think for all that planning that we did, we'd be better at this by now. (laughs) I know. It's so bad. No. Come no. on, we have a we, we have a staff now. We have a team of the conscience uh, of the yeah. nation. It's unbelievable, and we, and we have become the conscience of a nation it's, that it, is sorely it, in need of, it is of so some hard. moral direction. It's so hard. I just carry Jesus. this burden with me all the time. Everybody wakes up and thinks like, "How is this day going to get fucked up by this asshole?" <laughs> like that's <laughs> all anybody ever thinks about. It's, it's seriously exhausting. Everybody, everybody I know. No one yeah. can escape it. Like, everybody's just totally, I mean, they feel like they've been, they're at war. You know? But we are. I mean, I don't know. I'm tired, man. Yeah, but that's what they want. Did, they want you to get tired. I know. I, I feel like people will, people, they feel like people will get so tired, they'll say, oh, screw it, and turn out, and, and turn off, and not pay any attention, or, or like, just, I don't know. That's what they want. They want you to be overwhelmed and just say like, ah, it's too much. There's, you know, it's, there's too much going on. I can't keep track of anything. I may as well just bury my head and not worry about it. Because that's a great strategy. Meanwhile, work. I, I'm like, I'm focused on one thing. Like, I can't get through the transcripts of the, of the, behind, of the private depositions. Yeah. And then You've like. Trying to read them? Well, you know, there's. First of all, one of the people, one of the people I know, I know Fiona Hill. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, like no, like no, like know her pretty well, and been to her. What are your thoughts? What are your What are your thoughts about about this whole thing? Well, you know, I was I was kind of rigged out. Like I when she joined the administration, and she joined the administration at the invitation of Michael Flynn, and I was like, "What's going on?" I haven't spoken to her since she joined the administration, and. her, her direct colleagues at Brookings would say to me over and over again, look, you know, you want to have Fiona there if it's not, if Fiona's not there. And she is, she's uh, so deeply knowledgeable I, about Russia. Wait, I wait, I'm just you. telling you what they're saying. Yeah, I'm telling you what they're saying. On. Okay. I, and, and, you know, that it's important for her to be there. And, but still I was, to my mind, I was like, what is she doing there? I, I, I just didn't, it didn't all add up to me at all because you know, we, I told you the story over and over again, how I got the call after the election from someone who knew Flynn very well and said, send me your resume. I can get, I, you can name any job you want in the Trump administration. And I said, 
quite frankly, I'd rather shovel shit behind the elephant at the circus. <laughs> and so I, and so it's a totally different thought process. So anyway, so I can, I can arrange for that job. For you. <laughs> of course, really the, isn't the circus out of business because of the, because of, because of the way that they, they treated, treated the, the elephants. elephants. Right. Exactly. Maybe, but I would have been, been happy there. It would have helped to improve their situation. <laughs> That's and true. That's on me, I guess. The fact that Barnum and Bailey Circus closed. It's not on you, but if they had been more considerate and thought about you, yeah. then maybe you could have changed them. You could have helped the circus from the inside. Yeah, true. You could have helped change have helped. things. We're doing some guardrails. Could have put on we some guardrails. <laughs> exactly. If only Stephen Cook had been at Barnum and Bailey, <laughs> we could have saved the whole thing from going down. Meanwhile, did you the, the circus? Did you ever yeah. take your kids? Yes. What a shakedown that was, man. Listen, it was... I don't want to sound like that guy, but it was much better when we were kids. (laughs) First of all, it was much better when we were kids. (laughs) And dude, we took Maddie. She must have been like three and a half, four years old. I mean, and she wanted everything in sight. Oh my God. It was like $12 for popcorn. It was a total shakedown. It was unreal. Anyway. Look, everything is a shakedown. Going to Disney World is a shakedown. Right. Except when Disney World, I paid for it six months in advance, so it didn't hurt as much. Okay. But when you're there... And And then I limit... I want this. No, no, no. I limited everybody to one item a day. Really? So yeah. One a day? One a day. So... All right. That's still a lot. Because basically when we went there, my thought was... We're not coming back here anytime soon. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so, unless, so, because the, so unless yeah, they're no. asking for something that's like $400, I'm yeah. going to be inclined to say yes to it. Oh, if wow. It's reasonable, no way. If it's reasonable, I'm going to say yes because we ain't coming back here. I was a bigger dick. So what and I guess said what? was... what? What? Guess we never went back. <laughs> okay, so I was a bigger dick. Because I knew that the ride would leave you off in the gift shop for that specific ride. Well, and so everyone, the kids would want something. So I said, if you want something and we're on the ride at 9 o'clock in the morning and we get off at 9.07, that's yeah. your thing. So everybody got one thing a day, which is cool. I predicted how much we would spend. Anyway, getting that's back to this still, whole thing. That's still a lot of stuff. I don't think I got it was, one it, thing a day. I, no, we got on the plane. We got on the plane and I said to Lauren, this is what the bill is going to be for all this stuff. Remember, the whole vacation had already been paid for six months in advance. It's like it's gonna be six hundred and seventy-five bucks. And I think it came in at like six seventy-three forty-five or something like that. That was for all of like the t-shirts. T-shirts, and the right, that kind of crap. And the, right. Yeah. The, the, we had to get an album. Oh yeah. Of all the pictures. I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet you you spent more than I did and you were a bigger dick about it. <laughs> really? You think? Yeah. Oh wow. You spent more. I spent more. All right. Anyway, yeah. so um Go on. Go on. So yeah, so just trying to keep up on these on these transcripts, and then other things yeah. happen. Like you were telling, you reminded me, what was the the judgment against Trump? Oh yeah, they have to pay like two million dollars because their foundation was found to have been engaged in illegal activities <laughs> and funneling money. Was this the misuse the- of the the fundraiser they did for veterans? I believe that it was. <laughs> I love the, the symmetry of, of that that the 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 decision that they owe to me like around Veterans Day. Yeah, that is true. But again, that didn't even register. Like, no, that wasn't on anybody's radar. It was in the it newspaper, but no one no one said a word about it. It as just far as happened, and we let it happen, and nobody said boo. Like Abu Bakar, Al Baghdadi, Abu Bakar. 
Here's a strange. Did you see that Jimmy Kimmel mashup? That was the funniest thing ever. It was amazing. It was amazing and And disturbing. And yeah, that's the reality that we live in. I know. We that the president is like a third grader. Like that's (laughs) what he is. He is like a third grader. He's like. A big, beautiful dog. Uh, That's boo. what he was talking about. Uh, boo. Most people uh, go oh through the God. front door. Most people go through the front door. <laughs> I'm writing uh, a book. Just... I'm writing a book. Unreal. Anybody who hasn't seen that Jimmy Kimmel thing should look it up. Oh, uh, it's Google amazing. It. It's amazing. Go on, go on the Google and look for Jimmy Kimmel. It's Obama Trump mashup. Oh my God, so good. So anyway, yeah. um, it's just yeah. I can't. But, it's too much. So much is happening, we can't react to any of it, yet somehow it's all becoming normal. It's not normal. It's all, Everything well, hurts. It's completely abnormal. Everything hurts, I wonder, man. I wonder how many people we know, ourselves included, have like severe like anxiety and have problems sleeping and are, their quality of life has been negatively impacted by this presence. Listen to this. I was I was texting with one of my friends on the West Coast. This is yeah. a guy who is the best man at our wedding. And he was telling me about, and they live in the Bay Area, and he was telling me about the, the power outages that right. they had to do because of the fires. But he said, yeah. think about it. You know, he's like, play out the scenario. This is a, we're in a, like this crazy political situation. Let's yeah. say Trump doesn't win, but he doesn't accept it, and his his none of his followers accept it, and then something really terrible happens. He said it was so easy to immobilize the San Francisco Bay Area. He's like, this yeah. is there, there were no ATM, everything was shut down, the, the lights were out, there were no ATMs, you couldn't get gas. He said, think about all the people around you who drive electric cars; they were immobile. He said, you can you can totally immobilize. A major part of the country, and he said, and especially in California, which has been in opposition to Trump. Right. Well, he's taken out his personal vendettas against Trump. Right. And so, so this was his point: was that if things got really terrible, it would be yeah. easy for the government to do that kind of stuff to people. Isn't that scary? I hadn't really thought about that. Think about it. I live on an island. Right. Right. It's very, very easy to choke this island. So I think, right, another, another, another place of major resistance to the Trump presidency. So yeah. let's say he loses and he yeah. doesn't accept it. And of course, he's such a narcissist. He'll say things that will, could potentially inspire people to take actions. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not as unthinkable as people think, as I think we previously Listen, assumed. he has and, already said things that have caused right. people to take action right. on a small scale. Right. And certainly, you know, when he talks about if I'm impeached, there'll be a civil war. Right. Enough people have understood what that means right. for That's them exactly right. that they would take well, action. Well, in, in fact, you have, you know, people on the right talking about how much ammunition the right owns and things like that. Right. And they're right. I don't have any ammo. I don't have any ammo. Nope. No ammo here. Maybe we should stockpile. (laughs) Well, this is is what my buddy was saying. He's like, you know, never in my life had this ever crossed my mind. He's like, but don't lie to me that you haven't thought about it. I haven't thought about it in those terms that they're going to try to, you know, seal off New York City. We have another another friend who actually owns a weapon because he said, I'm afraid of the white nationalists. I'm afraid when the Nazis Where come. Where does that person live? Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't think one weapon is going to save you. You may no, um, of course not. But it was it's, I think it if was weird. Got no. to that point, if right. Things got to that point. It wouldn't be one guy, right? You no, of course. Up against one guy, each of you with a gun, it would be like a mob. No, but this, with guns. but the, but when he was texting me this about how you know they were completely immobilized because the because the power went out. Yeah, I was thinking, how far if my car is completely filled up, how yeah. far would it get, get us? So it would get us. It would get us about a hundred miles short of the Canadian border. Wait, which direction would you drive? If I drove north, if I drove due north from where I am, through Pens- through Pennsylvania. Yeah, you wouldn't make it through Pennsylvania. <laughs> Listen, my my conundrum is much worse because if you've ever tried to get out of New York City on like a holiday, yeah, of course, not happen. It's the longest part of the so drive. Multiply that by like a hundred. Yeah. Right. You have no shot of getting out of New I mean, City in a car. I don't mean to. None. I don't mean to. I don't mean to fearmonger about stuff like this. It was just. It was. But I will. But I will. No, I just. It was a. It was a conversation. Of course, we were having it over text, and yeah, it was. He said it was just kind of this offhand thing. He said this is what happened with the fires, and you know they shut down the electricity, and it was really weird. Like no, everybody was immobilized, and he said, and yeah. he said, can you imagine if things got really bad politically, how easy that would be. And then we were off and running in this, like, text. And I was like, holy crap, I hadn't even thought about that. It would be easy. In the days after 9-11, you know, the, everybody was like, you need to have an exit plan. Like, what's going to happen? How right. are you going to get out of New York City? Right. My exit plan exists in my head only, and I've never actually right. you know, done anything to follow through on it. Right. Because, honestly, part of it, part of my thinking was, we're never getting out of here in a car. Right, right. So we have to figure out a way, a way to, to get out. Either right. Either to walk north or to cross the Hudson River somehow. Right. Right. And if we had if we had like life rafts Right. I think if you were trying to get out of New York City in a life raft, somebody would kill you to get your boat. Yeah. You'd have to right? walk out of New York. You would have to walk due north yeah. along the train lines, the Metro North lines. Yeah. Just keep walking until you can't walk any further. Right. That's the only thing you can do. And somebody will kill you along the way. You pre-position your car someplace. Yeah, but then, okay, that's great. But then what happens when you actually need to use your car? No, no, no. But I mean, like, just 70, north of the city. It's like, I okay, can't believe we're having this conversation. It, the only problem is I need my car this weekend, and now it's 70 miles north of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, you need a second I know, car. Like, I've got you a soccer need, tournament. How could I possibly? Yeah. Right. Basically, you need a second car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was just, it was a super weird, yeah. and then he was like, all right, I got to go grill dinner. See ya. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh my God, now I'm going to grind my teeth even more. Yeah, I remember that. Like people, it was like the era of duct taping yourself in your bathroom. You know, everybody's like, you need a go bag. You need a plan. Right. You need. You yeah, because getting out of DC basement. by car is so easy also. Again, no, you're not getting out of any major metropolitan area. Right. Didn't you ever see the movie Independence Day? Yeah. Do you remember when they all tried to drive out of New York right, City? Right, right, right. And Harvey Weinstein yeah. got... got <laughs> or World War Z. Got, got incinerated in his car while he was talking to his mother? Right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to you. You're going to be on the phone with your mom. <laughs> Ma, try to get out of Long Island if you can. Ma. Kapoor. Ma. Ma, the meatloaf. The meatloaf, Ma. Do you have yeah, food with you? Yeah, I, I'm kind of hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Seriously, if you and if you have like a lot of cash on you, like you think like, all right, I'm gonna have cash and I'll be able to bribe my way. I mean, but seriously, ser- in, in all honesty, how many people really have these plans? People. Have, I mean, after nine eleven, people had plans. Yeah, but okay, now I don't know. I don't and know do they really have now. plans about a about, about around the November twenty twenty election? No, and I'll tell you why. Because most of the people who had plans, yeah, are right wing are right wing lunatics. Right, like the, that show on TV, Preppers. Right. Should we be election preppers? <laughs> you know, there's probably there's probably a decent amount of money to be made if we sell. Oh preppers. my god! Like woke prep. Woke prep kits, though. Like here, yeah, woke prep kits. You need here's everything that you need to get out of where wherever you are. Meanwhile, what would be what would be specifically woke about just the fact that. Because, the because out- it's for the elections, <laughs> it's for the, this election. In case of, in but case everything, of everything Trump in the election. kit would be environmentally sensitive and locally handcrafted and stuff like that. I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, and the proceeds going election, to proceeds going to some woke cause. Whichever whichever candidate is running against Trump. Oh my God! But in case of Trump re-election, break glass. Like boom! Oh all right. God. Now we have to implement our escape plan. Dude, I'm getting in the race. I just don't think anybody's going to be able to win but me. I'm very concerned. I'd vote for you. I'm very, very concerned about this field. I'm not sure that I'd vote for you. I'm going to break through, man. (laughs) I'm going to break through. You're going to break through. It's just a muddle right now. It's a muddle. And you know what? I think what we need is a Middle Eastern specialist, a Jewish Middle Eastern specialist from Long Island who lives in the Beltway. You're really in touch with the needs of the, of the middle of the country. Somebody once actually you know asked me if I was ever interested in running a Congress. I was like, I'm totally unelectable. I don't think so. I have too many Not friends named Hussein. Not in your district. Uh, I wouldn't run here. Didn't your dad run for office? He did. He ran for New York State Assemblyman. What year? Uh, it was like 66, I believe. Nice. Yeah. He did not win. I have... His- so, I knew... I had heard stories that he had run for office and never got like the full story yeah. on it. And after he died, I was up in my parents' attic and I found election posters. Right, I'm And I that. found the one that was in the best condition, and I had a friend, and it's up in my office. It's super cool. People walk in. I have all this crap from the Middle East in my office, like amazing things, like the Amir Tamim scarf. I've got all kinds of stuff from time in Syria. I've got all you've kinds got of... Your, you've got your Hezbollah membership. I, I, got my Hez, I actually have a Hezbollah flag. And the only thing anybody ever picks up on when they walk in my office is like, is that your dad? Yeah, because it's it's my dad, it's my sister who was like eighteen months old, and my mom in the election poster. And that was his only foray into politics. Only foray into politics. He lost. Uh, He's like, all right, I'm done. That was probably a good move. (laughs) It was definitely good. Anyway, but you should run. Okay, I'm running for. I'm getting. You're you're electable in your district. I'd have to take on the guy who's the founder of Total Wine. Who has who basically has millions of dollars to throw at an election, and I would max out my credit card in the first day, just trying yeah, to order my own election posters. Yeah, but you would have much cooler backers. <laughs> I'd have 
I'd have a, I'd have like an awesome volunteer campaign staff. Though. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What's the name of his company? Total Wine. It's like the Costco of wine. It's super. It's a really great. They, except that the laws in Montgomery County are so screwed up that even though he lives here and the corporate offices are here in Bethesda, uh-huh. you, there isn't one in Montgomery County. You have to go to Virginia if you want to go to Total Wine. You can turn that into your own. Into <laughs> some sort of electoral start, advantage. Start calling him Total Wine. W H I N E. Yeah. You can just go You're my campaign him, manager. You're, He's a nice guy. On, He's a very nice care. guy. I met him. He's I'm, going down. No, I don't I care how nice He's he a nice guy. I don't care. Dude, after this podcast, I'm definitely not electable. Yes, you are. <laughs> Don't I don't want to hear this negativity. We're going to save the negativity for to focus on your opponent. We're focusing all negativity on total wine. Total wine, dude. Total winer. Dude. I want to be, be the congressman. No, you don't. I'm the total winer versus Stephen uh. Cook. Total winner. Total winner versus total winer. <laughs> Come on, man. No, this I'm not is right. an idea whose no, time has oh come. God. Yeah. You, you can win. <laughs> We're doing this. No. Yep. For just for the fun of it. Can and we film you know it? What? Can we sure. film my run? Exactly. Oh, my God. An <laughs> in, in AC Award. production. And I'm in corner production. Steven's I run see, for Congress. I see an Academy Award <laughs> best documentary. <laughs> No, let's and save that for your. For let's save that for your upcoming documentary, please. Well, no, that'll be the second one then. Um, right. By the way, the, my first. The, if I'm going to support you, the first thing I want to see yeah. happen. Yeah. Is this a quid pro quo? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. What do you well, want? The only see? thing is, I have nothing to offer in exchange. For this. <laughs> so it's. Right, what weakest, would you like? It's no, there's no quid, but there's a pro quo. Okay, go for it. What is it? I want those street names. I want those streets renamed. All right, and uh, you know, I, I want could, Jebel Early, and uh, I could use some money for this campaign. What I, do you got? Like I said, I got no quid. Got, I need you to do me a favor. I, I, what's the solid? What's the solid that I can do for you in exchange for renaming racist <laughs> streets in Montgomery County? Oh God. Mm. Could you imagine getting into electoral politics these days? No. God, it would be awful. Hey, but you know who's getting out of electoral politics? Peter King. Days? Peter King. Peter King. Peter King from New York. From Long Island. From Lo- Strong Island, baby. Strong what do you think about that? Here's another instance of somebody who doesn't have the stones to stand up in public right. and say what he really feels about the president, but is going to crawl away he's a, and retire. He's a weird dude. Yeah. I um, he for a long time, or he was he was redistricted. My parent he represented my parents for a little while, and then he was redistricted oh, really? out. Yeah, and it was weird because they were always. I mean, Long Island is run locally by a Republican machine, of which I believe Peter King is a product of. But they had and my whole time growing up, and they had always had a Democratic representative and then they redistricted and then he was there he was their congressman for a, a period of time and then they redistricted again and he wasn't but he's had like a very he's had a long run and it's been actually i think pretty controversial um post 9-11 for the last couple of decades he's had some really kind of nasty incidents of 
you know, Islamophobia and things like that. But he's extremely pro-Israel. He's extremely pro-Israel. He, I testified, he was, um, they asked me to testify. He had some subcommittee on Homeland Security. Uh-huh. And he tried to get me to say that the Obama administration's decision to withhold aid to Egypt after the coup. Yeah. And they did, they waited a few months and then they withheld some uh-huh. previously uh, purchased military equipment that was due to be delivered. See, and he tried withholding aid. And he, he tried to get me to say that 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 hold on that aid, which they eventually lifted and the Egyptians got the equipment, was yeah. putting the security of the United States at risk. Huh. That that because the Egyptians weren't getting that equipment to fight right. the Islamic fundamentalism? The, to well to fight the specifically the Sinai province of the Islamic State, uh-huh. that there was a greater possibility that we would have a nine eleven like oh, attack great. on the country. Because President Obama was withholding that aid. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of an analytic leap. I don't know how we would know that. But he wanted to get you to say that. He wanted to get me to say it. So you see, we're always withholding aid (laughs) of some sort. Uh, But not to... Farewell, farewell, Representative King. We hardly knew you. (laughs) I wonder what he's going to do. He's going to spend more time with his family. (laughs) I'll bet you he's going to be a lobbyist. He's going to be a lobbyist and make lots and lots of money. You think he won't move back to Long Island? Well, he could do both. (laughs) I guess. You think he'll be hanging out at the bagel place having coffee and (laughs) talking retail politics? I don't know. Maybe. I kind of want to think like guys do that, but they don't. They all stay in Washington and make oodles of money lobbying. How old is he, though? He's not that old. He's old. He's old. He's been around a long time. But a lot of these guys, you know, they retire and all of a sudden next next day they show up in their fancy car that they couldn't afford when they were making, you know, whatever it is they make as a representative of $185,000. Yeah, I know. That's why I can't that's run, not, man. Because that's they, not they, someone will make me a, I know. Someone will make me, try to make me a lobbyist and I'll throw up all of it. Then you can lobby for the cleanup after vomiting. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. That's a very powerful industry in Washington. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, so, I, I, I'm going to have PTSD after this presidency. I think every the whole country is going to have PTSD I think for like, a long time. But you know what? Let's not even assume that there's going to be an after. Right. I know. That's the problem. I know. That's, well, that's the whole thing. This is what... This is, this is how we got into this conversation. Actually... Yeah. Part of it was, do you think that, do you think that the president will accept the results of the election? Only if he wins. Right. That's what, basically that's what I said. I said I've lived yep. and but studied too many authoritarian systems to not see the parallels of what's going on. So no, I'm not at all confident that right. he would accept Look, the results. This is what he, he said. This is what he said in 2016. And fortunately for him, unfortunately for us, we didn't have to see the outcome of that because right. he quote-unquote one right but the, really all that did was put this off for four years I mean, well right i mean he said what did he say there were three million illegal yeah, votes illegals, so, illegals and voted. how many and how many and how many votes did she win by the popular vote three, three million. million yeah right Funny and that. people believe this stuff 
Well, that's it. These people will, as we know, believe anything that comes out of his mouth. Even if he contradicts himself seven times right. in one sentence, they right. will still eat that shit up with a spoon. I know. So, do I think that he will go quietly? Hell no. But look at it, look at how unbelievably crazy. There was some county in Florida. <laughs> it's always in Florida. It's always Some Florida. county in Florida. The library requested $3,000 to have a digital subscription to the New York Times. They get the paper, but they want a digital subscription so that you yeah. know it reaches a wider audience they, at right. the library and stuff. And the county commission said no, they couldn't have the money because they don't like, because it's fake news. Because that's not really They don't agree with it. They don't agree with the New York Times, so the library can't have a digital subscription to it. Dude. That is crazy what is happening in this country. But they will subscribe to the Stormer. <laughs> Bright, okay. Breitbart News is totally fine. Right. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Because that's real news. But you, there, was a, I, there was an article, it was either in the Times or in the Post, over the weekend. It said, basically, when you start, when there's political interference into what libraries acquire in terms of, then you're really going down this road. Right. How far, how many steps is that away right. from burning books? Well, this is, look, this is what I said to my friend when he asked me. I said, there's just too many parallels for me not to, you know, for me to overlook and say, oh, it's because the United States. And of course, you're like, no, it's yeah. not going to work that way. Anyway. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Is that what we're ending on? Uh, yeah, that's where we're ending. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to. Bone up on my stump speech. My fellow Americans. I'm going to watch the movie Dave. Get and then we'll discuss up. my run run for glory. Get to boning up. All right, man. We're out of here. We're out. See you.